0: We open our Bibles back to Matthew chapter 8, and we were later in chapter 24 this morning. Now we go back to Matthew chapter 8, but we're looking at this text just as the one we had this morning uh, related to Hurricane Hillary, which thankfully the Lord has answered our prayers and spared us the effects. It would seem to me, though, it's picked up outside. I do want to say again, I'm so thankful for the new doors and windows. In the past, I would hear even the lightest rain from my office. And um, I had to really look out the window. I just couldn't tell, uh, and when it wasn't a hard rain, because I just even when it was a harder rain, I couldn't hear it. These new doors and windows are amazing. So, just want to praise the Lord for that again, uh, and thanks to the church. But uh, we're we're coming to this text thinking about the strong weather, and though the hurricane wasn't having the same effects here where we live, we prepared for it because it could have been, and we want to remember and think about the incredible size and power of the hurricane, especially while it was over the ocean approaching us. And we want to remember that Christ has so much more power because he can just say, stop. And the waves will stop, and the sea will be still. So we read now Matthew chapter 8, 23 through 27. Hear now the word of the Lord. And when he, Jesus, was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. May God bless the reading, the hearing, the preaching, and the believing and obeying of his word, responding to his word. Again, Hurricane Hillary was coming into San Diego today, and we've been watching the last few nights the all the weather uh, stations, and getting ready for it. Uh, and that's why we're webcasting from our home to your home, because it could have been pretty dangerous. I imagine it's not great to be out there right now. I know other areas are getting hit a lot harder. It seems to have kind of wobbled. One of the reporters says it's kind of wobbling because of the pressure patterns, and thankfully we didn't get the brunt of it, at least for now. But we want to be thinking about uh, and uh, this scripture like we did this morning. With the weather, especially as we learned about it coming towards us over the ocean, and we were all praying it wouldn't remain a category five hurricane, or four, category four hurricane. But we remember this morning uh, with Matthew 24 that Jesus speaks of uh, flooding and Noah's flood and the weather as a warning from him that we would look back to Noah's flood ahead to the end of the world and the coming of Christ and to watch and to be ready so you are not drawn down by judgment's currents into the lake of eternal fire at his return now though the effects of this storm have not been what we expected in our area still such storms are impressive and formidable let's think about the size just of this hurricane alone hillary, hurricane hillary as it was approaching us and how we need to be so thankful that essentially on behalf of the church here jesus said stop be still And allowed it to be calm. He answered our prayers and allowed it to be calm much more than it was before it got here. The LA Times, the LA Times reports that the size of Hurricane Hillary was the size of the state of Arizona. Visit Arizona.com says that the total area of Arizona is one hundred and thirteen nine hundred ninety eight square miles. It's the sixth largest state in the United States. All of New England plus the state of Pennsylvania, would fit inside Arizona. And that's how big Hurricane Hillary was on the water. CBS News Philadelphia said, As of Saturday afternoon yesterday, Hillary was about 650 miles south of San Diego approaching us with sustained winds of 125 miles an hour. At that time, it was a Category 3 hurricane. I saw some YouTube thing recently where the police were in Florida were calling a, uh, the parents of a child who some had gotten their car out on the highway. And they were saying, your child was driving hundred and I think it was like 34, 134 miles an hour. And they kept repeating it so frustrated and angry because that is incredibly fast and dangerous. And that's how fast these winds are racing around and around a hundred 125 miles an hour. The wind field, also reported by CBS News Philadelphia, the wind field, the area, the span, uh, it's, it's, it's spanning 265 miles from the eye, the middle, with tropical storm force winds about the distance from San Diego to Henderson in Paradise, Nevada. I've given you that idea. They said the main, the whole span into the tropical winds, um... Of the hurricane is 200, was, was at least 265 miles from the eye of the storm. And again, that's the distance from San Diego to some place like Henderson and Paradise, Nevada. And it shares that uh, 50 miles from the eye with the hurricane force winds. So the hurricane force winds, it was a 50 mile span. That's the distance from here to Temecula. It's a pretty good drive. I went to Temecula. couple weeks ago to meet another pastor halfway, we meet up there. It was a pretty good drive. I had a plan, a little over an hour, just to get there. That's how far just the main area of the 50 miles from the eye was. This thing was huge. And beloved, such a huge hurricane, such a powerful force that could be so deadly is a tiny ripple in comparison to the immense power of Jesus Christ who can save life. And we should be most impressed with him. We should be really impressed with this hurricane, but it should really impress us with Jesus who can just say, stop, be still, don't damage San Diego, move on. He can say to the waters, be still, like we saw in our text. And they're calm, they're placid. raging tempest of waves. They're scared, he's sleeping he's God but they're scared and frightened they're gonna die and he just stop watch it you if you're looking out your windows and you see the wind and the rain even if it's obviously not as significant as this story just try to imagine just stop and it would be still the trees the bushes would no longer be waving the rain would stop the Sun comes out Jesus has that power he shows us that power in what he did in our text I, I preached as we went through Matthew earlier on this text And there I taught us that the point of the text is this. As Matthew shows more of Christ's authoritative power in action, he shares how Jesus calmed the stormy wind and sea simply by speaking. And it is a call for more faith in him and more peace serving him within. Let me say that again, the main point of the text. Matthew shows more of Christ's authoritative power in action. He shares how Jesus calmed the stormy wind and sea simply by speaking. It is a call for more faith in him, for more peace serving him within. Jesus rebuked the waves and the wind and they obeyed him. Try that. I mean, if we go out in the waves and wind, we're just like, and we run back inside. It wouldn't even occur to us to tell them what to do. They obeyed him. Jesus has all power and authority in heaven and earth, he says, at the end of of the Matthew's Gospel. For he made the winds, he made the seas, he made the earth, and he directs them all. Weather that makes you and I whimper is nothing to him, which is why when we see these kinds of things, we need to pray, Jesus, protect us. Jesus, you have the power to calm the storms and cause them not to affect us. We need to pray that he has all power. It's amazing. Let's look ahead to another example of this power of the weather in chapter 14 of Matthew. Turn with me to uh, chapter 14 in Matthew. Gideon, do we need to have a talk later? Matthew 14, uh, verses 22 to 33. Matthew 14, 22 to 33. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up unto a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, of a truth thou art the son of God they worshiped him that's the response to Jesus just like when Jesus said go fish one more time and they caught amazing amount of fish Uh, they just worshiped him Peter was afraid of him you're the son of God they have a sense of our unworthiness before him notice the waves Do you remember Gideon last week we went to the beach remember boys we went to the beach and uh, we didn't have a lot of time it wasn't during a storm of course it was kind of late And we put the life preservers on our little guys because they're just learning to swim. And we didn't even go in very deep, especially it was just getting dark. And um, the waves were unbelievably powerful. They almost knocked me over once. We weren't even that far out. But little Gideon, remember, I was holding him by his hand. And he was hand running around. But once in a while, the waves would boom, hit. And if I didn't hold on him, that little guy would have been pulled out to sea. Now, those powerful waves, Jesus is walking on them. Jesus is just walking on these waves like it's nothing. He has so much power and authority, he doesn't even need the waves to be still for him. And Peter doesn't either if he's walking by the power of Jesus on them. And then when he gets nervous, Jesus saves him by his power, and on the boat, the, wind, the waves again and the winds cease. But look at the power of Jesus. He doesn't even need to stop them. The sermon message I preached on this text then was, look to Jesus to stop from sinking. Jesus is all-powerful to bring a placid, pacified ocean of glory to enjoy together. And this will be eternity. In fact, the book of Revelation, remember, it teaches us that the weather is a way that is to warn everyone. All the weather, like the hurricane, is to warn everyone. And the wars are warning everyone about Jesus' final return as judge. But also, they are a welcoming to instead serve Jesus as Savior forever. I want to ask you to turn with me and think about Jesus and how we should trust in Him and turn to Him like Peter did uh, for our peace in this world, including as we would face weather in this world and disturbing and destructive things, and we'd be afraid we need to remember Jesus and pray, Lord, calm the storm and calm my stormy heart in life. And notice that this Psalm, Psalm 46, that we sang tonight, Speaks about wars and the weather, but we trust in Jesus. Notice the first couple of verses in particular about the weather. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, say, La. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease under the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Now that refrain at the end, that's there three times in the text. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. We take refuge in the God of Jacob, our God. Though there's wars in the world, though there's lots of weather, all kinds of problems and dangers, and we wonder, is judgment day coming? Yet we take refuge in God. We've turned to Jesus as our Savior who has the power to calm the storms. And He will calm everything and He will calm the world and make it at peace. There will never be a day where we'll be worshiping the Lord and we'll be concerned about the weather around us. It will always be placid and peaceful in the, ne- in the new heavens and earth because of our God who is our refuge, because of Jesus. And so your response to Jesus' manifestations of His divine origin and might should be like verse 27 in our text. Let's look back to Matthew chapter 8, verse 27. Here's how you need to respond to Jesus. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? This is how we should respond. They marveled. As Mark has often shared, they're astonished by his power, his, the way he speaks with authority and his authority to do miracles and heal. We should marvel and we should worship Jesus. We're worshiping Jesus tonight because he is worthy, because he is God. He's shown himself to be God. He has power over the weather because he is our creator and all things were made through him. Be peacemakers for Jesus who is the Prince of Peace. For the government is upon his shoulders, and he alone can bear the world and your world. Psalm 110, verse 3, about Jesus who is the Messiah, priest, the king, after the order of Melchizedek. He makes a willing people in the day of his power. He grants a peace that is not of this world, but we can have within it even in the midst of a storm all around us. We can have peace as our eyes are on him and his eyes are on us, as if we're in the eye of that storm all around us. Psalm 65, verses 5 to 7 says this, By terrible things in righteousness wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are far off upon the sea which by his strength setteth fast the mountains, being girdled with power, which stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the people. God, the Son of God, Lord Jesus, calms the seas. He stills them with silence. I want you to remember this picture of this vision given to us in the book of Revelation of Jesus. Revelation chapter 10 verse 2. They say this of Jesus in a vision. Literally his body is not this big. We know he has a human body. But keep in mind what it's expressing. And he had in his hand a little book open. And he set his right foot upon the sea. And his left foot on the earth. Look at that power and hugeness and authority. He sets his foot on the sea. He stands on it. He doesn't just walk like we see on this earth. He stands with one foot on the sea, one foot on the earth, with power and authority over all of it. As he says again in the Great Commission, all power and authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth and, of course, on the sea. Though that is figurative in Revelation 10, don't let the force of this be lost on you, beloved. Don't let the force of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ be lost on you. And don't be afraid of anything. Fear only God and have great faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As large as Hurricane Hillary is, Jesus stands far above and over it. Hurricane Hillary is like a tiny drop, a little tiny drop of condensation under his toe. His power brings peace to creation which cries out for redemption from the effects of sin on this world. Remember Romans chapter 8, especially verse 22, says that creation, all of creation is crying out to be redeemed, to be resurrected from the sinful world, the effects of sin. All these storms, all these problems, all these dangers, all this death, creation isn't working perfectly. It is affected by sin. And even creation cries out. Notice Jesus He didn't need sandbags to get these waters to stop. He didn't need bunkers to control the waters or some kind of special wall to contain the floods. He just spoke. He just spoke. Just like it is said in Genesis, in the beginning, God said, let there be light and there was light. Let there be the seas and there was. And so Jesus says, as he did when he created them, be still and they were. He has the power simply to speak to these vast, huge things. Imagine them standing down over and saying, Be still. Goes on to say in that text in Revelation, his voice cries out like the powerful many waters, great noise. Jesus spoke in our text, and he commanded, and they obeyed. The winds and the waves obeyed and they were still. And the result is peace and calm restored within his world. And that's something we need to remember to be looking forward to about heaven, the new heavens and the new earth. There aren't going to be hurricanes. There aren't going to be earthquakes. There aren't going to be dangerous storms that take lives and put us in danger. The news, in some ways, people will say will be quite boring, at least because there won't be any bad news to worry about. It'll all be good, peaceful news. Today is another perfect, eternal day. That is part of what Jesus is doing. And he shows that in this text today. He's going to also bring peace to this world, not just between people with God and one another in himself, but creation itself. Colossians 1 verse 20 says this, And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. The InterVarsity Press uh, NB Commentary notes on this text, Colossians one twenty. It says this that I think is germane and powerful to think about with our text this evening. The climax of the paragraph of Colossians 1 comes with the references to reconciliation and peacemaking through Christ's death the opening words of the paragraph had stated that all things had been created in, through, and for Christ. He is their Lord in creation. What is not spelled out, however, is what has happened to all things since creation. The unity and harmony of the cosmos have suffered a serious breach, needing reconciliation It was God's good pleasure to reconcile all things through Christ. Heaven and earth have been brought back to the order for which God made them. The universe under its Lord and cosmic peace has been restored. That's the taste of what Jesus is showing us with this miracle of telling the storm to stop walking on the waves, not even needing them to stop. He's bringing peace, because he's so powerful, including to creation, with all its power, is all out of whack and causing problems, not at peace, not at rest. While this hurricane today, or its effects in the tropical storm when it comes to us, while it warns of final judgment, what we looked at this morning, the eye of the storm points you To look up to heaven and see that Jesus will bring peace on earth by his power. And that's the message for you this evening from our text. Jesus will bring peace on earth by his power, including the earth itself and the sea and the heavens. All will be at peace. Jesus will bring peace on earth by his power. What a mighty God and Savior we serve. Let us pray to him. Lord Jesus, you command the winds and the waves and they are still. You bring peace with us and God through yourself. But you also are bringing peace and final peace in this earth and in this world. What an incredible place it will be to live in the new heavens and the new earth for eternity and never be Wondering, when is that next earthquake going to come? When is that next hurricane going to come through? And will we survive? Rather, we will be saved and delivered from all things. And so will creation. And all will be like back in the Garden of Eden before the fall. Perfect peace. Peace of God that passeth all understanding. And the peace of God within us. Lord, bless us with more of this peace that is not of this world that in the sense we walk through the waves of the wars and weather of this world and we are at peace and give witness to Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, and draw all to come and bow before you and be still that know and know that you are God and you have the power to and you will bring peace to this earth. We pray in Jesus' name and all your people said, Amen. Amen.